Episode 132, Getting Back Into Your Routine, and we also answer a Twitter question. Welcome to Rookie Designer. My name is Jake Van Ness, and I'm here with my co-host, Kitty Florido. Hello. In today's episode, we're going to talk about getting back into your routine. After the holidays and after vacation, sometimes it's a little tough to do that. Do you have any suggestions? First of all, figure out which projects you're going to be working on. And not only which clients are you going to be working on, but which ones are the ones that need your um, immediate attention. And then start to work from there. I know it's kind of hard just to go into the into into work just like that. Honestly, that works for me. If I figure that out, like everything else will fall back into its place. How about you? Yeah, a lot of times. I mean, obviously, when you go on vacation, your sleep pattern can get a little screwed up. Or, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that that happens to me quite a bit. So one of the things that's important, especially with us, because we're independent graphic designers, but even if you're working for somebody else, it's important to get back into that routine of getting up at a certain time, going to bed at a certain time, and having that plan back in place. And it's, it becomes even more important as independent designers because it's too easy to oversleep a half hour or an hour and you never get back into that right sleep pattern. Um, recently, I just saw a report online that, that there's always this discussion about do you do better work in the morning or at night? And they were talking about people that get up earlier or more creative. So it's important to get back into that sleep schedule. And I also really? agree with you. I, I, sorry, sorry, sorry. I didn't know that, that people that get up earlier are better, not better, but are m- more likely to be creative. And that makes sense. Yeah, I'll have to see if I can find that report again. And if I can, I'll put it in the show notes. It was, it was kind of interesting because it basically you have people that are night people and you have people that are morning people. And it's said that even though there's the two different type of people, even the people that are night people tend not to be as creative or productive as people that get up early in the morning. So I'll, I'll see if I can find that report. And I also agree with you. It's important to get back into knowing what projects you have. Yes. The nice thing about vacation or the holidays is kind of putting all that stuff on the back burner for a couple of days or a couple of weeks. And it's important the first day that you're back that you sit down and you say, okay, what projects do I have going on? What marketing do I plan on doing? And, and make a list. Put, put a list together yes. of what you need to accomplish. Yes, exactly. And the thing is that, for example, one of the things that we both recently did was that we got enrolled into a gym. So what I've seen that it works much better for me is to go to the gym in the morning. So I'm, and this is going to be hard for you to believe, but yes, I go out maybe like a quarter to seven out of, uh, out of the house. Best thing is that it's on my side of town and on not, on, well, yeah, it's on my side of town. I mean, on the, my side of the boulevard, let's call it like that. So I'm going against the traffic. Yay me. <laughs> so uh, I go to the gym for, for an hour and a half. And then I come back. I have some breakfast and like get like all washed up and everything. And then start just to get into work. But I have, I don't know, it, it, it's working. It's, it's, it's really good just to come back after working out and everything and just dive into work. 
I've, I've found that I am much more clear-minded regarding work instead of having like everything on the back of my mind while I'm having breakfast and then just coming upstairs and then still working. And now I have like this hour and a half to think about anything. It can be work. It can be, um, I don't know, uh, things that I want to do for foodies or things that we want to do for rookie designer and or things that I want to do for work or maybe even with friends. I don't know. But it, I have that hour and a half that I'm working out and I think of anything and it's much less work thing, work thoughts. So I, I found that just being away from work for a while and then coming back after working out in early in the morning, it's much better if I go at, at the end of the day to the gym and I'm just like all worked out after that and I'm just like, I can't relax that much. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah, and it's funny because you're, you're saying that you do a lot of, not your planning, but you go through a couple of things while you're working out in your head of what you might want to accomplish that day. Yeah. I tend to be the opposite. I use that hour, hour and a half to completely just veg out. I put on music or I put on a podcast and that's all I think about. And I find that works for me because when I come back, kind of the same way you're you're, you're clear-minded, so am I because I'm not stressed about what I'm trying to do that day. I haven't really thought about it and I veg out for that hour and a half. I come back and then I say, okay, now it's time to start thinking about work. And I think by doing that for me, it makes it easier because then I can say, okay, deep breath, now let's dive in. And another thing that I do at night is that I have this thing where I like to do a brain dump. And I, I've written about that in the past. I'll find that. But I use my phone to basically, before I go to bed, anything I'm thinking about, I write down. And that way, when I go to sleep, I'm not dwelling on that. And it helps me get back in that routine as well, especially after coming back from a vacation. You're going to have all those first things of, oh, I just remember I have to do this or I have to do that. And I don't want to forget about this. So if you use that that first night and you just make a long list, you can wake up or when you come back from the gym and go through that list and say, okay, this I need to do this day or this I, I don't need to worry about for a little while. But the good thing is by doing it at night, you sleep better. Huh. So that's I, I use the gym as a way to kind of escape. Yeah. And for example, if I, one of the things that we have to mention is that we go to two very different gyms. The one that you go is just, it just has like workout machines, but it doesn't have any class like aerobics right, or right. table or anything like that. Right. It's a small gym and I'm guessing you don't have the music blasting out loud. Well, we do, but it's not annoying. It's not annoying. <laughs> I mean, it can be because some of it's like '90s dance music, and I'm like, I'm really glad I have my headset because yes, that just doesn't the... work for me. <laughs> okay, so I once I, I'm honest. Once I tried to listen to a podcast, but I couldn't hear it because there was. Maroon 5, Ricky Martin, and something else <laughs> playing on the background, and they're doing like a salsa dance and everything, and I swear to God, I just went like I can't. So I stick to a little bit of like a rock playlist, so it kind of blocks out the uh, the crazy 
dance music on the back for, for <laughs> so so yeah like i i really try to listen to podcasts but no and the ride back from the gym it's or the right there is just like 10 15 minutes maybe not definitely not walking distance <laughs> you've seen how far how yeah. far it is Jay. yeah so it's not definitely not walking distance but um but so it's not enough for me to like dive into a podcast episode because you just get like 10, 15 minutes, then it cuts off. Then you go, go work out. Then you go back into the car. I, I go back into the car and try to listen to the rest. And I'm like, what, what are they talking about? No, I'm going to, I need to go back. So it, it's useless. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm much better listening to podcasts here at the office. But but yeah, all around I think it's 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 really important that no matter what you what you do, you try to get back into your routine. Um for example, we figured out that working out it works great for us. And it it it, it kind of gives you more balance into in more structure because you want to go to the gym at a certain hour that's going to be yeah. better for you creatively and the other thing, email your clients, ask them how they're doing, even if your clients are not um, really active right now. <laughs> uh, just drop a couple of uh, hellos and how you doings, and then you'll be able to pick up some other, uh, maybe some other um, projects that were sitting on the back end yet last year because it was the end of year. So just try to fall back into the routine, figure out what needs your utterly attention at first. And then start to work from there. Another suggestion that I would make and something I try to do is before you go away or before you take a holiday, make a list for yourself of where you stand with your projects. Yes. Sit down and say, okay, client A, I've got this, this, and this done, and these are some steps I need to get done when I get back. Because, like I said, I like to go away. I like to, to kind of put work on the back burner and disconnect a little bit. The last thing you want to do is disconnect, come back and be like, what was I working on? Where was <laughs> yeah. I in this project? It's things like that. And that's where some project management is important. But I think sitting down before you go away and making that list is good too because you can open that up right away and say, okay, this is where I am with these projects or these are the people I need to email when I get back. Another suggestion is let your clients know you're going away. Yes. Because the last thing you want is for them to try to get in touch with you or if there's an emergency, they, they email you instead of calling you, things like that. Now, if you have maintenance contracts, there may be some things that you need to set up with other freelance designers or, or other people to hopefully cover you while you're gone or give your customers information they need to be able to get in touch with you even though you're on the road. Or, or even if you're just taking the day off. Don't leave them in a lurch because if you do that, it doesn't make you look good. So those are just some, some suggestions with the holidays and stuff, not necessarily getting back into a routine, but things you ought to think about before you go away or before you take a vacation or a day off. But th I think that's some good stuff on, on how to deal with a routine and, and getting back into it, which is really important because the faster you get back in your routine – the more productive you'll be and the better your projects will turn out. Yeah, definitely. Um, the, the other thing is that um, don't try to push so many things into one, uh, into one week, into a month. Just be realistic and 
As long as you keep organized, it's going to be really easy to get back into the routine. The I think that the most important thing here is get back into your sleeping patterns. Um, if you've been out traveling and everything, try to get some sleep. And even if you're really tired, try to get up early again the next day that or the day, the next day that he, after you come back, get and then get to bed early that same day, so that it's it, it's kind of like forcing like force start your <laughs> your body into the sleep routine. But I think that that just that alone makes a huge difference when you try to get back into your regular schedule or regular working hours. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a, like we were talking about at the beginning, it's a little bit easier if you work for somebody else because they expect you to be at work at whatever time, and if you're not there, you can get yourself in trouble. So it's a little bit easier for somebody in that situation, but for people like us who are independent designers, it, it can be tough to get your butt out of bed and get to work or get to the gym as we like to do. So Oh, it, yes, it, it, it's really <laughs> hard, especially if it's, like, cold outside. And I'm, I'm not saying that it's cold here as it, it's in New York because obviously <laughs> here it's not snowing. But even though, like, it's chilly and it's – and you're like, oh, the bed's so good yeah. and I don't want to move. And then the alarm goes off. So, yeah. But I think that we pretty much, like, covered that yeah. on the first um, Yeah, topic. I agree. I, th- I, think that, I think that gives some – people some good ideas of how to get back into a routine and if you our listeners have some tips don't be shy share them on uh, on our blog <laughs> share them on their the comments i know that the other readers will um appreciate that yeah we, we made some too. adjustments to the the blog so that it's easier now to comment on things before we had made it so that you had to be a, a signed in user you no longer have to so it makes it a lot easier for people to comment. So I hope you guys will. Yes. And now that we're talking about that, um, I'm going to change like topic two and three because we actually we have a list <laughs> of things that we want to talk throughout the, the, the uh, this episode. And I'm going to move uh, one up, which is that we have a little bit of, tr- with, uh, of trouble with iTunes. We're trying <laughs> a to little? figure out. Yes. <laughs> uh. Just. Yes, you can see that we're both really, um, how can we say, not annoyed. We're, yes, we're oh, annoyed. I'm, I'm annoyed. <laughs> There's no question. I'm annoyed. Anyway, the thing is that we're trying to get um, this list, the, the iTunes listing working, and this is what happened. Um, the, po- the original podcast uh, was okay, and Adam Hayes, Adam Hay, he was, um, he had the podcast listing through FeedBurner and everything. And that when we got the podcast, we started doing the same thing. Somehow, the podcast, the podcast feed kind of, I don't know, like mixed or we might have made some changes on the back and end and we don't remember. I don't know. But it kind of mixed with the posts. So everything was being sent to iTunes. And obviously... I think, or that's what we think, we got marked as spam. Why? Because it was all text and instead of the audio. So now we are resubmitting with a new email and with new everything on iTunes, this podcast. And that's why when you go to our feed on the site, it's just going to list the podcasts. So we're trying to figure it out, but please be patient. Be, play, be, be patient. Um, we promise that we're going to 
fix it up. And we already have some help from a couple of friends that are um, are going to try to look into this. But we'll get it fixed. We promise. <laughs> yeah, we apologize that it's been this way for quite a while that you people are not able to find it on iTunes. But the good thing is that the RSS feed is available on our site. And if you actually manually import that into iTunes, it will pull that feed in. It's just that we're not listed in iTunes. So you can't subscribe to us through iTunes. But if you manually put our, our RSS feed, which is now fixed to only be the podcast, you can still get the downloads when we, we put the new episode up. So what we're going to do is we're going to post that, um, like those instructions, how to do, a, do that on our blog, Facebook. Um, we're going to link to that on Twitter and also on Google, um, Google Plus. Yeah, pages. we'll definitely put that stuff So um, we just want to make this as easier uh, to you, our listeners, as possible. And we apologize and we, we promise we'll fix it real soon. <laughs> <laughs> The other thing that we want to just mention is that we're really close to 200 likes on Facebook. I'd like to see us get up to 200 with this episode. So if you haven't been to Facebook yet to give us a like, we'd really appreciate that. And if you have, tell your friends about it and have them give us a like because we'd really like to get to that 200. And the other thing is that we usually post some really nice things on uh, on Facebook and Twitter uh, regarding um, some other um blogs or twitter or, or or i don't know like um i don't know like uh well, we articles post a, yeah we post a we, lot of we links post and articles different things and it's so so we know that there's a huge industry for our for us designers and there's a lot of things that we post also there so please swing by and say hi and you'll and you'll get a lot of um links from us uh recommending other articles and other designers work Okay. Well, I think we're going to take a short break, and we'll be back in a second. Hi. So, we're back. And now we have a um, Twitter follower question. Go ahead, Jake. The question comes from Jan Crispin. Jen, I apologize. We're not even close on that, but from the <laughs> Netherlands. And the question is how to deal with clients, clients who want to dictate the design process and not listen to a professional. And they also put client equals king, give them what they want, or question mark. This is a really good topic. Yes, and it's really hard because especially if you're working on a big agency, um, or you're working on either an advertising agency or a design agency, usually the client is always king. But at some point, you need to put your foot down and say, yes, you are the one paying. But you hired me as a design slash advertising professional, depending on what, what's your field. And I know that you don't want to listen this, but... You hired me to do a job. This is what I am going to suggest that we do with this project. This is the design. This is the, uh, the, the, the way that we should target this. 
to get the best results. Obviously, sometimes the client just goes like, I don't want to hear it. I want this, and I want this, and I want this. Some, But usually, if you talk to them, and not don't be afraid of your client. Yes, they're paying, but don't be afraid. Try to speak your mind out, and just the best and I've, and usually i've found that for example when my clients say that they want certain things a certain way it's because they 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 go online they read a couple of articles and they think that they have the answer to everything and sometimes they're not into this industry as deep as they want or as deep as they think they are so that's when that's when they think they can dictate the design process once it did work for me to have the client look into parts of the design process before I sent him over um, the uh, final design to for him to look into it. This is, think about logo design when you're sending out the proposals. First you send the black and whites, then you send the colors. The, the color proposals, and then you send the, the best of those color proposals according to the client. That, that's what I do. So if you bring the client into the design process, I think it's going to be a much smoother, um, not, not confrontation, but it's going to be a much smooth topic when you talk, when, when you deal with them. I, what do you think? I agree, because I, I think that's the big thing that's important is that when you start a project with a client, work with that client. I mean, you have some clients that will just hand you a project and say, I trust you, design it the way you think is good, and we'll talk when we're done. A lot those are of, the best clients. Those are the best clients, of course. But a lot of times what you find with clients is that they want to be involved. That's fine. Let them be involved. But the key is to find out from them what they're looking for and that's where mood boards come into play where you you put stuff together on a board and say okay you like these colors you like these ideas that's where the questionnaires are important so that you have an idea of what your client wants and the yeah. closer you can get to what your client wants even if you're trying to educate them in what works in marketing and what works in design the happier they're going to be with that said you're always going to end up with some client that no matter what you do, they decide that they want something and they want it a certain way. Sometimes you do have to give in. Sometimes you have to step back and say, you know what? This project's probably not going to go in my portfolio because they want it a certain way and they're paying me to do it that way and that's how they feel. Well, you know what? You do it that way. And you, and you walk away and you don't put that in your portfolio and probably don't work with that client again but yeah. the thing is that sometimes it's not worth the confrontation especially if they start to become very defensive about it or negative about it and start threatening to pull the money from you or to cut the contract if that happens sometimes you do just have to say you know what i'm gonna suck it up i'm gonna do a design i'm not happy with and let them have what they want yeah, but if you're you just good can't fight them but what was that? Sometimes you just can't fight them. Right. And the key is the better you are at bringing them into the process and getting inside their head, the better you'll be as a designer, the better the relationship will be with them, 
But also, you're right. Don't be afraid of your clients. You are a professional. They're hiring you to do a job. They're hiring you because they can't do what you do. Don't, freak, don't be afraid to, to remind them that. To say to them, you know what? You hired me to come in and to work with you. To des- design a logo, a website, whatever. You hired me. You asked me to do this project. Give me the power to do that. Let's work together but allow me to, to show you why I do this as a professional, why I'm good at my job. And you're right. Don't be afraid to talk to them about that. Don't be confrontational. Don't be argumentative. Talk to them like an equal. And they'll appreciate that, and it'll make your job a lot easier. But the key is to get inside their head the best you can. Yeah, I think that that, that pretty much sums it up for how to deal with clients that want to <laughs> get into the design process, like dictate the design process. But um, if you have any other questions, Jan, please thank you for sending that this question. You, If you want, if you have more questions, send them over and we can um, give our two cents on the topic. And um, yeah, <laughs> go ahead, Jay. Well, also, if other people have questions, they can find us on Twitter at Rookie Designer. They can send us an email on the email address info at rookiedesigner.com. They can come to our site and find the contact form. They can ask us on Facebook, on Google+. So we're available in a lot of different places, and I'll put those links into the show notes so it's easy to find that stuff. But if you have questions, feel free to ask. It gives us great topics to talk about, and that's part of why we want to do this is we want to provide that service for you guys to be able to answer some of those questions because if we don't have the answers we're going to ask other people and maybe we'll have some people on the show or or have them write a blog post on something so don't be afraid to ask questions that's what we're here for yay all right so So now we we're going to have two more topics the first one is the shortcuts um for pc and mac and this is something that we stopped doing uh, I think on one or two episodes, but then we got some um, comments that that was a really nice section. So here it is. I'm going to say a shortcut and for Mac, and then Jake's going to say the the same shortcut but on PC, right? Yep. So the what's the shortcut for this week, Jake? The one we're going to do this week is how to zoom in from your keyboard in InDesign and Illustrator. And actually, this is a combination of keyboard and mouse. So again, it's how to zoom in and out, obviously, with your keyboard and mouse in the programs InDesign and Illustrator. How do you do without it on a Mac? Go, but, yeah, but it's without going to the zoom right. um, percentage window. So on the Mac is Option-Command, and you scroll in and out. So you go zoom in, zoom out, zoom in, zoom out. And on the PC, Jake? It's going to be a Control-Alt, and then using the scroll wheel on your mouse, you scroll in and out. So that's our... Go ahead, sorry. <laughs> yeah, that, that's our shortcut, but I was going to say that this is a um, a really fast way to for you to double-check certain things and check corners and everything without going to the zoom tool and zooming in manually. It's it's really nice because what you do is that with the pointer, you choose wherever your pointer is, your mouse pointer, that's where it's going to be zooming in and out. 
So it's it's easy. And for our last section, we're going to do an app of the week. And this can be an app that is used on the Mac, desktop, or laptop, a PC, laptop, or desktop, or the iPhone. Now, we're both iPhone users, so we don't really have the Android or Windows phone to choose from. So we'll we'll be doing iPhone type stuff if we do anything on mobile. So which... and we still we and we still don't have iPads. So if any of your our listeners want to send us iPads, yay! I think we've begged, I think we've begged welcome. for that like every show so far. But uh, yeah, eventually. What's it... wrong with that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> All right. So what what's your app pick for this week? Um, it's Twitterific. Um. Twitterific was the first app that I ever started using when I got into Twitter, and they, I think it was maybe two years ago or last, yeah, two years ago that they rewrote it from scratch, because at first it was just a single user app, now you have multiple accounts, you can do, um, let's see, I'm going to open it just because I'm that good. So, um, so you can do like the big full screen app, or you can do a little thing on the corner, which is what I love because it doesn't have a big footprint on my screen. I know I have two screens, like I have my, my, my laptop and a secondary screen, but still, I don't like that, that big, that big of a deal. Um, for example, if you, you, you can see all your lists, your saved, um, searches uh that's the um what's the normal hashtag yeah the hashtag thank you i'm (laughs) sorry (laughs) um the thing is that you you can look into all that and you have like all your all your tweets your mentions that that are all your replies and your your private messages and your favorites you can edit all that from this application and if you just switch with the keyboard, you can switch with Command-J, you can switch in between all your accounts. So it's really easy, it has Growl integration, so every time that you have a new message, if, for example, I don't use all of the um, all of the accounts at the same time, I just use mine as my, like iKitty as my main one, and then I just switch during the day to Foodies and to Rookie Designer. So, um, who, who, if I'm... Who makes yeah? this app? Uh, I'm going to get back to you. Let me... S- so, I'm going to I'm, I'm going to talk about something else while I'm <laughs> looking for that. Okay. Um, it's Icon Factory. Okay. All right. So, it's Icon <laughs> and Factory. And I should know this. <laughs> I should know this. And this is available for 10.6 or later. And you can get it for free. Um, so you have a little, um, so I think that the free version only allows one account and you have a couple of ads, but the full version is $9.95 and you can have uh, multiple accounts and and no ads. And also it's multi-platform, so you can, um, you, you can, it's available for the iPad, iPhone, and the iPad Touch. I only use it on the PC, on the PC, on the uh, on the Mac though. What are you doing to me? <laughs> I was gonna say I'm kind of. I've always been sad because I've been a, a fan of Icon Factory for quite a while. And when they first came out with this, I was like, "Oh come on!" And I can do it for PC. 
And then I'm like, oh, they'll eventually do it for PC. Nope, no. they haven't. And I no, and that's because they're yeah. they're all Mac users. The, the guys that or the guys and girls that work for Icon Factory are Mac users. They do a lot of icons for Apple and things like that in the past. So I can understand why they haven't come out with a PC version. But um, it's sad because it, it yes. from what I've seen, it's a tremendous app. Yeah, and the thing is that even though you can have it to be a very, very small application visually, it's very powerful. Um, you can um, you can do like a dark or light appearance. You can do the auto-refresh or never do an auto-refresh. You have... Oh, and this is the best thing. I love they have a marker. It's like a bookmark thing. I don't know if you used iBooks before. Um, our listeners, I know that Jake, you have. Yeah, yeah. So you can actually p- put a bookmark where you left off. So you can have this tweet marker keep you on the reading position, on sync on multiple devices. So if, for example, if you're using it on the iPhone or the iPad, that's where you're going to start to read. That's awesome. Your tweets. I have so to say, that's an awesome anything. thing to be able to do because I hate that about Twitter and and the apps I use because it's like. All I read is what happened in the last 10 seconds because it, yeah. it, it especially, I mean, you have, you have to realize that if you're following thousands of people, that's thousands of tweets that, that can happen. And if you blink, you've got another 25 to look at. So that's an awesome yes. feature. Also, I, I, I stopped following a lot of people, um, not just not to be like bad but I did. I was just getting so much information on Twitter. It was overwhelming, and it got to a point that I that I just didn't turn on Twitter at all. I, th- I think that's something that we ought to address. Uh, probably not the next episode, but definitely yes, down the road. Yes, definitely. Is but... to why that why you have to be careful about how many people you follow and what that does to Twitter or or Facebook or Google Plus. Like what happens to social media when you start getting all this input. You can't go through it, so I think that'd be a great topic for another show. Yeah, definitely. And the, the one thing that I, that I mentioned this is because Twitter, I think, is better for people that have small following. I mean, if you follow more than a thousand people, I would not recommend Twitter, I think. I would say go with TweetDeck or anything else. Why is it? Um... Well, the thing is that, yes, you can look into the lists and everything, but I think that this is a much more private, not private, but a much more closed um, app. I don't know if it, it if it makes sense. The thing is that for me, Twitter, Twitter Effect was always about just looking at my small following. It, um, so does it have to I, do with how example, often it, it updates or how, how it deals with no, how fast no, it updates? No, because you, you can do you, you can do the um, you, you can do the thing about uh, how, how, how can I say that you, you can do automatic um, refreshing every 30 minutes or so or 5 minutes or every 5 minutes or never update automatically but the thing is that for me it, it just you get lost in between in, in all that information. I don't know, maybe it's because at first you couldn't handle lists on the previous Twitter effect. Now you can. Okay, yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, maybe it's because it's, it's something that it's predetermined on me because I've been using this software since it started. 
I don't know. So um, enough about Twitterific. So what's going to be your app suggestion? This is definitely an app that I am extremely addicted to and I'm really glad that I found. It's called Flipboard. Yeah. And it is basically the easiest way to put it and actually how they put it on their website is it's your pocket-sized social magazine. Okay. I, I look at it as, okay, yeah, it's a social magazine, but it's also it's a collective way to look at all of your feeds, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, um, I'm trying to think what else I have in there. But those are two big ones for social, but it also can pull in all of your Google RSS feeds, if you have those feeds in different folders, it can pull those in as the folders, not just as a general Google Reader RSS. Um, yeah. And it's and it's really cool the way it works because it it goes by its name. It flips. Basically, you have on the first screen you're gonna have cover stories and then whatever you decide to put in the bottom two. And right now I have technology and news down there. So if you click on one of those three boxes, it will slide over and the first article will be there. If you uh-huh. take your thumb or your finger and you slide up, it flips like a page up and it goes to the next article. And that's how you go through your articles up and down. Is it basically flips up and down to show the next article or the next thing that you're looking at. Okay, I'm going to ask you, but I need to run some numbers first. So all around, let's say, have 111 feeds. Is there a way? Because I use Safari for my feeds. I don't use Google Reader. I don't use nothing else because I, I just can't deal with that much stuff. I can't. I'm more into more the minimal. Less things are best. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, so is, is there a way for me to transfer all of my feeds there? Or do I have to do like a manually add them basically what i've found is because i use google reader and the folders that i have set up in google reader i can pull that in if you were to want to see you can't really import from safari at least not from what i've seen and with google i'm able to pull those folders out and make them specific squares so for example on my first screen i've got the cover stories in, or cover stories, technology, and design. And then the same way it goes through the stories, you can flip to another page where you have yeah. other feeds. And then there I have my Instagram, I have Facebook, I have Twitter. That was the other one I was trying to think of earlier. And then I also have three folders in there from Google RSS Reader that are one's design, one's photography, and one's social media. In those mm-hmm. folders are the RSS feeds that correspond to those topics. So if I were to click on one of those squares, it gives me all of the feeds in order of when they came in from the different RSS feeds. The, okay, so, so for example, if I would want to start using Flipboard, I move or I take all my feeds into Google Reader for once, move them to Flipboard, and then can I delete them from Google? No, because it's it's pulling that information from Google Reader because you actually connect oh. Flipboard 
like a lot of things on the internet now, you you connect Flipboard to Google Reader. You connect okay. Flipboard to Facebook to Twitter. It it becomes an app that pulls that information in. Um, yeah, I, I'd be curious if someone knows how to do it with a Safari setup. I don't think so, only because those folders are set up locally on your computer. Yeah, but there should be a way to for you to be able to get those. For example, if I export my bookmarks, I don't know. There, there has to be a way for me to get them out of Safari. If not, it sucks. <laughs> but um, well, honestly, that's the reason that I that I like using Safari for my RSS feeds is that I just have them there. I know it slows down a little bit Safari, but I don't care. It's it's not that much. Well, the reason what slows it down the, with you can put individual RSS feeds into Flipboard as well. So, like, I know you have a hundred whatever number RSS feeds, but yeah. say you have 10 or, or 15 that are the top ones that you want to know what's going on. Like, one of the ones that I have in here that I keep separate than everything else is The Verge. One, because they update, I swear, every five minutes because they're the biggest technology blog right now. And... So I want to see what's going on on just The Verge. So I have that as a separate RSS that's in my Flipboard. Um, but th that's why I like using Google Reader is because I can have the folders and when something updates in those folders, I see that my square says there's an update. I click on it and I can flip through the RSS feeds in the order they come in in that specific folder. And then you can also have like a general Google Reader one, which is anything that's not in folders, and actually all the yeah. stuff in folders as well, but anything that's not in folders shows up in that feed. But I like to keep everything in folders so that I have those separate boxes on my Flipboard to be able to go through them. Now, I'm using Flipboard on the iPhone. I don't have Flipboard for the iPad, but from what I've heard from people that have it is that it's even better because you've got more real estate, you can have a better look at what your feeds are and, and what's coming in. The thing that I, I really enjoy about this is when I get up in the morning, I can turn on my phone, click on Flipboard, give it a second to update, and I can if I go to cover stories, I can quickly flip through all of my different things. I can It shows me all my Facebook, all my Twitter, all my Instagrams, all in the same thing, and I can flip through them really quickly. And if there's something I want to read, I can click on it and read it. If can you post from Flipboard? You can you can share stuff from Flipboard. You can't post directly. I don't think so. I have to. I don't believe so that you can actually do like write a post, but you can share yeah. a tweet. You can retweet. You can like a uh, a Facebook item. You can like an Instagram or love or whatever it is because it's the heart. You can do all a lot of the social media aspects that you can do within Facebook, within Instagram and Twitter by themselves right in Flipboard. So a perfect example is like Instagram. I'll flip to Instagram really quick. It shows the picture nice and big. And that's the other thing that's nice about this is it's very visual. So yeah. somebody will post a link on Facebook and maybe you'll only see the text on Facebook but on Flipboard, it actually will pull the picture from the article huh. and show that. And so it's a much more yeah. visual 
RSS reader, I guess, is the way to think about it. It's it's a much more visual way of seeing things. And as a designer, I enjoy Plus? that. What was that? Can you get Google Plus there? No, they haven't. They haven't incorporated that yet. They're still working on that. Okay. And that's I I well, have to I... do some research as to what what they have in there for everything. I've only started using this app probably a couple weeks now, and I know you 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 were setting it up when you were down here. Yeah, I, I was, but I wasn't sure how to use it until I I discovered. Yeah. Because I was like, all right, it's great. It's a nice place for Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That's nice to be able to go through all that. Plus, it's got regular news. It's got it's got a couple things that come on it automatically, which is news, technology. Um, it's got, like, photography. So, I mean, those, yeah. those are cool because you can flip through the pictures really quick. But I, mm-hmm. I didn't really start enjoying it until I took all my RSS feeds and organized them and put them on there so that I could flip through them really quick. Before I even get out of bed, I think that's the thing I like the most about it, is it's the first thing I do when I wake up. I wake up, I look and see what's going on, what RSS stuff has come in, and you can email links to stuff that I like. Like right now, something that I'm doing a lot is if I see something on Inst- or on uh, Flipboard that I like, something I want to talk about either on Facebook or even on here or, or tweet about or something like that, I'll actually email that link to my Evernote account by the hmm. by the email upload. And then when I finally sit down at my desk, I can go to my Evernote and I can say, okay, I want to put this this link on Facebook. I want to put this link in Twitter. I want to read this link and find out more about what's going on with it. And it's just a fast way for me to get my news because that's the one thing that I always had trouble with is that, yeah, RSS is great, but I always felt like I was getting like slammed with all this information and I never had a way to visually go through it really quick and say okay yeah that's something I'm interested in no it's not and then I like the fact that it incorporates everything else for me too so I don't have to go to my Facebook app which I absolutely cannot stand it's slow it's clunky it doesn't work the way I want it to this doesn't allow me to to post to it but I don't do a whole lot of Facebook posting from my phone I do most of it from my laptop. But at least yeah. this way I can go through and read what my friends are up to or read what news I want off of Facebook really quick, like things, like photos, like people's comments, stuff like that quickly. And like I said... Yeah, and I'll, 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 I'll see if I'll give it a try. I'm still not that convinced. <laughs> well, I, I, I think part of your issue is you have no way to get your RSS into it. But see, to me, I don't know. this cuts down. Yeah. Okay. But uh, I think that, yeah, we, we cover Twitter, and Flipboard. So, yeah, because um, we could go on for apps and how we do things forever. But and actually, yes. we're, we're coming up on the end of the show. And before we go, I actually want to make an announcement. We're actually expanding the Rookie family. Starting in February, we're actually going to have a new podcast, which I'm really happy to announce that I'm doing with my brother. And it's going to be Rookie Photog which is going to have the same concept of Rookie Designer, where we take and try to focus on things that are for newer designers, but instead we're going to work with newer photographers. And the idea is Pete and I have, we listen to a lot of podcasts and we watch a lot of video casts for photography, and it seems like they're all focused on the high-end equipment, the professional photographer, selling your photos, and they tend to forget about 
the amateur photographer or the photographer, which is amateur, but is out there having fun, that they're creating photos for fun. They're not trying to make it a business. And so Pete and I, want, we still want to talk about how to do things, talk about equipment, talk about lighting and stuff like that, but talk about it more from a standpoint of two people that do photography for fun not because we're trying to make it a business or trying to sell our photos. We might get into how to do that a little bit, but the big focus is you got a camera for Christmas and you're not sure what to do with it, how, how to take a good picture. We want to focus on that with you guys. So Pete and I are really excited about starting that, and the first podcast will be coming out in February. And also, please stop by Rookie Photog on Facebook, and we'll put a, a link to that in our show notes so that you can help us get to that 25 likes so that we can uh, switch the name over. But also, if <laughs> we'd also like to grow it from 25 as well. But uh, Yeah, I think that, that that's more important than, <laughs> than just the 25. <laughs> so, yeah. Yes. So, we're, so, I'm really happy to announce that we're expanding the Rookie family and we're going to add a new podcast. And I'm sure Kitty will be on there from time to time as a guest yes but at, at first it's going to be just a voice thing. yeah yeah so, it, um, it will it will so and, I, and voice, i'm excited but to... at some point I'll, I'll have to drop in yeah definitely especially with the food just photography like you like, do hello. and, and there, it, i think it'll be a lot of fun and it's gonna be a lot of fun working with my brother on something so yeah he he's an amazing photographer and um i'm i'm sure that that you'll all enjoy it make sure to drop by on Facebook and we will we'll have links on Rookie Designer for Rookie Photog yep. and the launch of this of the blog soon too. So it's it's going to be exciting. Yeah, definitely. And I made the logo. I made the logo. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and we're like I said, it's part of the Rookie family. So we're we're definitely keeping it in the same network and and things will be cross-linked and we'll be talking about different things on the different shows that are going on in the other podcasts. So. We're really excited about that, and I hope you guys enjoy and it. And I'm excited about the logo. Yes, I, I kind of <laughs> noticed. Well, I think that brings our show this week for uh, episode 132 to a close. Yes. Everybody's a rookie. Everybody's a rookie. Before they're an all-star. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's try that again. Right. Go ahead. <laughs> Everybody's a rookie before they're an all-star. <laughs>